0: Hello friends, welcome to 1000 Words, Stories on the Way. My name is Matthew Clark. Uh, Thank you so much for stopping by this week, I'm really glad you're here. Um, This is kind of an exciting time for me, because I just released Only the Lover Sings, which is really two things at the same time. Uh, It's a new full-length album. It's uh, 11 songs, and it's also a book of essays that go with those songs. Uh, The songs are already on all the streaming platforms like Spotify, and you can order the book on Amazon. But I imagine that this project needs kind of a little bit of explanation because it's sort of unusual. So I want to read to you a short excerpt from the book's introduction goes like this. Back in August of 2019, I dumped about 50 little recordings onto my phone. Now, some were partly finished songs. Others were scraps of melodies, lyrical impressions, or things I had hummed into my phone while half awake in the middle of the night. A few were second or third drafts of songs I liked, and a handful were over a decade old. Songs I'd kept coming back to for some reason, rewritten over and over again, and I wondered if I'd ever finish. The rest of that autumn, I drove around and listened to these recordings. I didn't have a project in mind, no big idea, but the more I listened, the more the songs seemed to group themselves, like folks at a party finding their way to this or that conversation in a corner of the room. And three distinct conversations surfaced. The first group of songs were talking about personal encounter, and others about holding on and suffering. And still others were saying something about joy and coming home to the Lord. Life is noisy, and I felt like I was only catching snippets of these conversations, but from what I could hear, they were all connected. The songs may have gravitated to their own nooks in the room, but they were in the same room. They were having particular conversations within an overarching conversation. And I was surprised to discover three albums taking shape. But what if I invited writers I admired to join the conversation? What if I asked them not to review the songs or analyze the songs or critique the songs, but to respond to them, to lovingly cooperate with them? What if we all entered into the story together and collaborated in making it available through the various voices of music, lyric, and essay? And what if each album had a book? What if each album was both an album and a book? So that's a little excerpt from the, the introductory essay. And so that's how, that's how this project started. Only the Lover Sings is the first album and book of essays in what will be called the Well Trilogy. And after this week, what I want to do for the rest of this season of the podcast is just to introduce you to these amazing essayists who wrote for Only the Lover Sings. And I want to give you a chance to hear them read some excerpts from these essays that, are, that they wrote for the book. Um, so I'm really excited to introduce you to them. Uh, but to kick all of that off, I thought I would share my own snippet from the introduction of the book that kind of goes into a little bit of the explanation of the overarching theme of the book and of this first album. Because this first album is coming from a very personal place for me, um, as you'll learn if you read the book um, or if you've heard me on other podcast interviews. But, uh, But these songs and essays are exploring on this first album the face-to-face encounter between Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, because each of us is being invited to meet Jesus like she did, to push past all these obstacles of our own failures, tragedies, and traumas that have, that have happened to us in order to discover in the face of Jesus um, this already established fact of our belovedness. So, that's the idea for this first part of the Well Trilogy. So with that said, I want to share a snippet of the introduction, and then over the next ten weeks I'll introduce you to my fellow pilgrims and essayists uh, who wrote for Only the Lover Sings. Meanwhile, the book is available right now on Amazon, and the music is on Spotify and anywhere else you stream music. So. Go check that out, uh, order a copy, share it, please do re- leave uh, reviews on Amazon if you do enjoy it, and uh, it just it means a lot to me that you would spend time with these songs and with this book, so thank you. Um, okay, well here is a little sampling of the intro essay to Only the Lover Sings, entitled I Want to See What She Saw. What exactly did she see that day on the face of our tired, thirsty Lord? Because God knows all of us long all our lives to see it ourselves, searching for it in every face we meet. Notably, we're not given a description of what the woman at the well sees. We're only allowed to see what happens as a result of what she saw. So what is the result of coming face to face with Jesus? She blooms like a virgin bud facing a gladdening light, a burgeoning flower lifting its face towards the summons of gentle dawn. She sees Jesus seeing her, and in his face she sees herself truly as God's bride, radiant. Once she has seen him seeing her, she will only ever see herself as situated beneath the banner of the Lord's loving gaze. And this is too good not to mention. My friend Esther pointed out that in the Bible, typically, when you see a man and a woman meet at a well, guess what happens next? Somebody's getting married. It's a pattern in Scripture. As this bizarre meeting of Jesus and the Samaritan woman was retold, every Jewish reader would have picked up on the familiar plotline. So think about it. This woman has been through five husbands, is working on number six, and then she runs into a man at a well. And he's number what? Seven. Jesus is himself the Sabbath. He's her seventh and final Sabbath husband. This poor, worn-out woman can finally rest. But this story is about so much more than just one woman's healing encounter. The one through whom creation was brought into being is putting the whole disordered cosmos back in order by replacing its discarded Sabbath capstone. Buechner beautifully said that the story of any one of us is in some measure the story of us all. And this story is like that. As much as it is about this one particular woman, it is about all of us, who are so worn out trying to live without our Sabbath, Lord. As St. Augustine said, Thou hast made us for thyself, Lord, and our heart is restless until... It finds its rest in thee. For a man with Augustine's past, I doubt those were just pretty words. So if the Sabbath himself has come to spread his banner of love over humanity, his bride, then you and I are being asked, in the midst of our most dried-out, exhausted places, to look up and be surprised to find not one more frowning mirror, but a face, oddly enough, delighting in us which leads me to this i want to see what she saw i'd like to tell you about a turning point toward the end of the first two years after my divorce those years were very dark and nearly all my time was spent in constant anxiety turmoil and depression One day, having worn myself out by spinning my wheels in the muddy rut of my fears and hopelessness, I looked up and across the room. In my mind's eye, I saw Jesus sitting on the gray bricks of the hearth, like the rim of a well, calmly saying, I'm still here. And when you're finished, I'll still be here. My worst sins and rantings couldn't shake him. Jesus is so quietly constant in his love, and you can't intimidate him with your failure. I thought maybe he'd have changed his mind after all this mess, but his steady loving kindness gave me the courage to keep going. Could there be new chapters in my book? To close us out, I'd like to read Psalm 27, because uh, Psalm 27 talks about seeking the face of God, even though all kinds of enemies, you you know, are discouraging us from doing so. And that's kind of what this album's about. This is an album about the truth that God has turned His face towards us with great love. And our hearts are urging us to turn our faces towards Jesus' face. If we don't, we'll never discover how much we're loved. But if we do, we'll be surprised just how amazingly, deeply beloved we really are. So, let me read Psalm 27 and let it be a prayer for us. Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it's my enemies and foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I'll be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days, of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord, and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He'll hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. And then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. And at His sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I'll sing, I'll make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord. Be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. So your face, Lord, I will seek. Only don't hide your face from me. Don't turn your servant away in anger. You've been my helper. Don't reject me or forsake me, God, my Savior. Even though my father and mother forsake me, I know the Lord will receive me. So teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. And don't turn me over to the desire of my foes. Because false witnesses rise up against me. They're spouting malicious accusations. But I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. In the land of the living. So wait for the Lord. Be strong, take heart, and wait for the Lord. All right, friends. Um, You can order your own copy of Only the Lover Sings on Amazon, and you can stream the album online. Uh, And then you can meet me back here next week, and I'll introduce you to the other essayists, and they'll read from their own responses to the songs. So thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next time on 1,000 Words.